and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. What is up, party people? Welcome back to the End in Mind podcast. And I, ooh, I am in a podcast recording mood lately. I miss you guys. I want to reconnect with you one-on-one. Um, and this is a free complimentary call. So my goal is really to just connect with any of my listeners that enjoy listening to the show. I want to get your feedback. I want to get your thoughts. Um, I want to hear about your lives, what's going on. Uh, This is very important to me, especially as we may be rolling out a community for this podcast very soon, hopefully in the new year. So I would love if you have the time, of course, and you know, if you feel aligned and desired to hop on the phone with me, This will be a quick, you know, 15, 30 minute phone call. I'll probably have you block 30 minutes just, you know, in case we run over. But the link is in the show notes for you guys to book that first time connect call. And you'll see questions in there when you're signing up for the call. You can just write like podcast connect and I'll know that you and I will be connecting about your thoughts on the show, what's going on in your lives, what you may be looking for in this new year to add to your knowledge or within a community. So my idea is that we as End in Mind listeners have the same ideologies. We go about life in pretty similar ways. We want to live the untraditional lifestyle, even if we're currently not living it we want to get there, right? So wouldn't it be so much more powerful if we aligned our energies really united together? And that's what these podcast brainstorming calls will be for. Um, So I can start to wrap my head around how I can offer you all something of real, real value. And this is going to be a very low cost offer. I'm thinking literally $20 a month to enroll in this community. I will obviously be participating in the community. I'm thinking we can do bi-weekly calls where maybe we host live Zooms where you guys can all interact together, where I can interact. There will be educational pieces, things to just keep us on track as entrepreneurs or as women paving the way of this new world, right? Because things are changing so rapidly and we are evolving, we are changing. And that's why it's so important for me to have a community where we can all keep each other on our tracks, right? Give each other advice. If one of us is going through something challenging that maybe I haven't experienced, 
then maybe you all can communicate amongst the group, right? And I just think that it's time that Meraki has offered something like this and it feels super aligned and excited for me. We will also be launching a new website very soon with all of the information about this community. But like I said, for now, I just want to connect with you guys one-on-one. It's not going to be a sales call at all. You know, I'm not a salesy type of person. So if you want to work with me or if you want to be a part of this community with amazing women of course all are welcome um and men as well literally anyone can be involved that is following and living you know desiring the untraditional lifestyle and yeah it's just going to be a really fun place for us to collab connect you know other podcasters will hopefully be in this community as well so there's opportunities for growth in your business but really just about sticking together to keep on track for our right mindset because the topic of today's show is addiction to emotions and let me tell you guys damn do I have some addictions to disturbing emotions like today's episode is going to get so real and this is really the driving force behind this community so today I woke up and I was like wow I feel this you know I feel this energy this message needs to be shared whoever is listening right now you know I'm so grateful for each and every one of you and I hope that today my vulnerability also allows you to realize that we're all human right and we as highly sensitive empathic business owners or everyday people right consumers fall into these habits of emotions and especially when we lived in them constantly as children it's feels almost impossible to separate ourselves from those emotions. And what's even more crazy to me is that a lot of these emotions emotions are subconscious. So if we are not doing our healing work or diving deep into ourselves and showing up with curiosity and excitement in a way, it's really challenging to even see that we may be being bogged down by these emotions. So let me give you guys a few examples of my personal experience with this. Um, I am working with a mind-body coach on all of this, but what's really important to me is that if someone else isn't, you know, diagnosed with PTSD, I know that these emotions are still stored in the body, right? This is backed by science. Everyone is talking about this right now, especially people like Joe Dispenza, the leaders in these, you know, really pivotal moment and ideologies connecting the mind, body, and spirit. So as most of you know, you know, I am diagnosed with PTSD and it stems from childhood situations where I felt out of control. And again, I am a highly sensitive person. So to some people, those situations may not have bugged them at all. But for me, it impacted my entire life. So what would happen to me when I was younger is I'm an only child, so my parents were, you know, kind of just dealing with me, I'll be honest. I was the one and only. Um, My grandparents also looked after me a lot, and my Aunt Cindy. She unfortunately wasn't able to have children, so I am just like her daughter. So 
my whole life I was basically under a microscope, right? I'm the only one. And I'm very lucky that my family never put any pressure on me to be successful. Instead, they just always treated me as an equal, which I'm very grateful for. But being an equal when you're a child doesn't always work, right? So that's where this PTSD would strike for me. Um, and a lot of it would be around situations where I felt out of control. So maybe my parents are fighting. There's nothing I can do about it. I also don't have any siblings to go and sit with or discuss this information with. So I'm just sitting there constantly processing, right? Thinking about the future, thinking about what's coming next. And all of these emotions have now carried with me into my adulthood. So because I was constantly overanalyzing the situation, you know, my parents got divorced when I was six years old, I think six or six, between six and nine, you know, it all starts to run together. So they were constantly fighting and I didn't know when I would walk into a fight, right? So that's where that future and like, having a safe environment became so important for me as an adult and exactly how i was mentioning the future part of it was i didn't know what was coming tomorrow right because my parents were divorced we were moving our house you know we actually lost the house so i felt like i didn't have a place to live even though i moved in with my grandparents so it was a lot of transition early on in life that you know Personally, I don't know if kids of highly sensitive nature would feel stable in that, right? So it's not an offense to my parents, you know, they did the best they could with the situation that they were in. But now as an adult, it is my responsibility to deal with this, right? So these patterns of emotions play out in my business. They pay, play out in my relationship. They play out around my money stories. Um, they play out around about in every single thing in my life. Like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. And recently, I've had the realization that for me, it always stems back to scarcity. Because as I mentioned, my parents lost their house. We were in serious financial crisis. You know, we were very lucky to have a community of people to lean on um, while my parents were trying to figure out their finances. But it was a very scary time. So now, when I'm in my adult life, even though I may have these really great bouts of no scarcity or it feels like abundant energy, right? And I'm feeling so good. I feel so aligned. Everything's coming together. The clients are amazing. The leads are coming in. Like we're coasting through life. Everything just feels so good. I can wake up one morning one thing can go wrong, right? I can have one conversation that triggers this thought or triggers the scarcity. I can have one situation that can trigger the thought or the scarcity. And then I'm right back on this scarcity train. And it used to take me months to get out of scarcity. Now, because I'm aware that this is clearly a larger pattern that I've been unpacking for these past few months, I've started to be able to separate myself from it. It's like how we're able and should be able to separate our identity from our business, right? That's pivotal and absolutely so important for us as business owners to not align our identity to our business success with ourselves. And, you know, 
for years I have said that, but I haven't always practiced what I preached. So you guys come here for the real raw truth. You know, I'm just putting it all out there today. So when we are able to then separate that identity, then we can start to separate from these bouts of emotion, right? And seeing like, hey, is this scarcity real? Or is this just a narrative that I'm building up in my head that is truthfully false? You know, so instead of looking for every single thing that has gone wrong, I'm going to choose to look at every single thing that has gone right and look at all of the abundance. Because what's really interesting about these addictions to the emotions is that they feel so real. Like this scarcity feels like at any moment, you know, something bad could happen or my house could be taken away. Like it's really that intense. It feels that strong. At times it even feels like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so overwhelmed. I might die. Like my coach and I talk about this very frequently. This is common for highly sensitive people because we feel so intensely, you know, we feel everything so intensely. So What's interesting about this separation is that it gets you out of scarcity so much faster. And one of the things that I've been able to reframe this around for me individually, which I thought may also benefit you all, is by looking at my life and asking myself, like, you know, not to talk crap on my parents because, like, I literally love them. (laughs) You guys know my dad passed away when I was 15. Um, My mom's still around. She's absolutely fantastic. She's now retired. Uh, doing very well financially. Um, but I have to remind myself, like, just because they handled their finances that way when they were around my age, right, doesn't mean that I have to. So it's also allowing me to separate from this ancestral scarcity, worry, concern that could continue to be passed down in my lineage if I don't address it now. So it's become so much more apparent and important because it's not even about me anymore, right? It's about my entire family, my entire lineage, whether that be my lineage or, you know, my cousin's lineage. Like, I don't want these money stories to control me right and i don't want this scarcity to hold me back from all of these wonderful things that i want to create for you guys for myself for my family for my clients for everybody around me right that i know that i can help if i sit in scarcity and continue to go down that pattern you know where maybe it takes me months to get out of I am only hurting myself in the end. And the fact is, is that it's all false narratives. It's all not true, right? It's all literally not reality. That was the reality when I was six years old. That is not the reality when I'm 26, right? There's been 20 years between this. And these emotions can still feel so intense at times. So if you guys have been a longtime listener of this show, And you've probably heard me say things like, you know, when those emotions come up, don't shut them down. And the reason why I'm not shutting this down when I'm shifting out of that thought is that I have the awareness around where this thought is stemming from and why I no longer have to sit in it. So when we talk about how scarcity or fear can actually impact our lives in positive ways, right? Because that's really what these emotions and these spikes of, you know, different types of chemicals in our brains 
are supposed to help us do. They're supposed to keep us protected and keep us safe. But then when we can start, we are now, right, shifting this thought. We're taking our brains and our neurons and we're able to malleable them, right? They're actually malleable. Even though they feel not malleable and they feel set in stone, that's not true. We can change these thought processes. So every time I'm going into scarcity, that little, I want you guys to think of a path, right? And it's kind of like a ping pong ball. And it's continuing to go down that path. There's literally feels like there's no other way to go, right? And sometimes it's going really fast. Sometimes the ball is going really slow, depending on how quickly and how intense the scarcity is. And then once I shift that, I shift that path, right, to say, oh, this scarcity is stemming from something that is irrational, that has happened in my childhood, that no longer affects me in my daily life today, or it does, right, because it's affecting my brain, but it's not affecting me in the sense of I need to fight, flight, or figure this shit out, right? It's not like I'm in some sort of downward spiral which i'm never going to be able to get out of right and that's really how intense the scarcity feels or that fear or whatever you may be working through right so once you gain that awareness and you ask yourself okay is this protecting me or is this just continuing to feed down that path and make that neuro path stronger right think about that ping pong ball picking up speed it's like ding 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 like we've got her like sometimes i talk about my brain like that it's it kind of makes it more playful. It's like, you know, oh, we got her. We got we got the thought. We're on the path. We're speeding up the thought process. We're falling into the fear. We're falling into the scarcity. And then once you gain the awareness, right, you shift out of that when, again, it's not going to affect you in a negative way because you've gained, you've gone back, you've done the story work, right? You've looked at the past. And now in the present day, when you start to shift the thought and you come back to the present moment and you feel that abundance, you feel that safety, it's no longer ping pong balling down that path, right? Down that scarcity fear path. It's now paving a new way or a way that may not be used as much as your fear scarcity path. So it's going to feel very different and hopefully it's going to feel light and exciting, right? At first for me, it was very uncomfortable. It felt like I was being cocky, you know, like I grew up in a family where it's like, oh, don't let your head get too big, you know, you're, you can't always be like that great, right? It was like, be good, be really educated, be really, you know, knowledgeable in your field, but you don't want to get, let your head get too big. Like that was something that my family frequently said. So that thought process was actually continuing to keep me in scarcity, right? Because it's like, well, I can't be too cocky. I can't look at my life and say like, wow, I'm doing so great, right? Because in my brain, that's how I interpreted that piece of advice. So as we talk about these types of ancestral thought processes, um, it's really important to separate how a piece of advice may affect you as a highly sensitive or empathic or however you may identify, right? Because everybody's perspective is different. 
versus how that piece of advice may affect someone else. Because what's really interesting about my family is that for some of them, that advice worked really well, right? And for me, you know, people could debate like, oh, well, that did work really well. Of course, it worked well to some extent, right? But now that I'm unpacking it and I'm really seeing how that thought process actually held me back, from my greatest potential, then we can rewrite that story, right? And then we become even more highly sensitive to the people around us and more empathic to the people around us because now we see, right? If we're appreciating something like that, like even though it may work for some people, it may also not work for other people. So when I'm using my words or when I'm working with someone, even if I say the wrong word, I will then retract that word, right? I'm very like in tune with the rhetoric that I'm using because all of these fears can literally be transferred between clients, right? Or between people. That's what happens, whether it's ancestral or communal. Today was a little bit, obviously these, these thoughts are complex, but this is just me kind of talking through my own journey with you all in hopes that this can alleviate some of that stress, you know, like for so long, I thought that I would have to live like in scarcity, in fear my whole life, because that's how I was raised. So I literally didn't know any other way. I thought that that was just life. I literally thought that life was supposed to be scary, uncertain, you know, not clear where I'm living. Like, it, that's how I was raised, you know? So, and of course, like, again, if my parents or my family is listening, please do not take offense to this. This is more just me digesting and unpacking my childhood. So this is not like a pointing the finger moment. This is just me truthfully looking at these beliefs and how it's affected me. So because I was on this hyper overdrived path, right? I'm like, oh my God, I'm, in, I'm living in this fear, this scarcity my whole life. It actually helped me start my business, right? Because I started to look at things around me and ask like, huh, that's interesting. Like, I wonder if I could do that or I wonder if I could change that. And that's the type of person that I am. I'm very curious. I enjoy learning. Um, I enjoy expanding and shifting. I always have. Evolving, we may say, right? I enjoy that. So that's a part of my personality that I then started to feed and look at what, where it's led me. You know, in four, almost four and a half years, this is where I am now, you know, and I'm so grateful for that. Because without this fear, right, I may have never even taken this leap of faith. So you learn to appreciate your path, right? Instead of feeling angry and upset, of course, early on in your healing journey, you have every reason to feel however you're feeling. But once you digest it, right, and you can look at it from this bird's eye view perspective that I'm kind of describing like this ping pong ball, it's really just a pathway, right? It's not really real. It's not this narrative where beating up on ourselves is actually going to make us better people. Even though society taught us that for so long, like these ideologies that I'm telling you guys, this isn't even like from my family, you know, this is from society at times. It's this is literally society because my family may have not even felt that they were living in scarcity, right? I just maybe have had perceived it like that. So 
this is the shift that is so important for us as end in mind, you know, paving the untraditional path leaders. We are able to look at ourselves and unpack these schools of thought because we want to live better, full, happy, you know, successful, abundant lives. We don't want to be held back in these chains, I'm doing air quotes, chains of the past. This is something that I practice with Joe Dispenda's breath work. So the breath work really helps me get out of my head and into my heart. You know, that's something that my coach Aoife frequently shares with me. And it allows me to look at myself in this in-depth way, you know, and look at it with compassion instead of that perfectionism you know, you should be doing better, you should be way further than you are, you know, that's the scarcity, right? So when you can really check your perfectionism into that scarcity mindset, then it's like, oh, okay, I just need to change my neuro pathways. I just need to malleable my malleable I don't even know if I'm using the right word if someone is listening take a screenshot tell me if I'm using the right word malleable and if I'm pronouncing it correctly I'll be honest with you guys sometimes my pronunciation like on these words is not freaking good so (laughs) take a screenshot tell me if I'm using the word correctly uh love you guys for that and please tag me so I can like look this word up. But yeah, so like if we can really take these schools of thought or these pathways of thought and change them, then why wouldn't we? That's why we're listening to this podcast, right? That's why we're becoming entrepreneurs. That's why we're leading an untraditional lifestyle because we don't want to be like everybody else. We want to feel good. We want to be happy, right? We want to be all of those things. We want to live the life that we deserve. And unfortunately, these emotions that we carry forward with us, as much as they may benefit us in certain parts of our lives, as I explained earlier in this episode, once we're able to unpack them, that's also a part of our journey, right? You know, if you guys think about going back in time to so many, like think about how long some of our lineages are, right? I mean, we're going back to like Ireland, Italy, right? There's so many things. Um, If you're from one of those amazing countries, shout out to you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And then from there, right, they go even longer, right? Humans have been around for a long time. So these beliefs have been carried forward. We are now living in a time where people are aware and willing to unpack their shit. And I am so grateful, you guys. I am so grateful for that. Because as we unpack our shit, the more in tune we get with ourselves, our communities, our environments, the people around us, our animals, right? I mean, this this goes in so many levels. And then as we always talk about, there's a spillover effect with this. So I know that I've talked about things similarly like this in the past, but what I love about this episode specifically is that I was able to share with you guys some really raw things that happened to me at a young age that seriously impacted my emotions. And I just want you to know that just because you felt this fear in your childhood or 
you know, maybe it wasn't that long ago, right? This can also be like recent trauma. Like basically what we're talking about is trauma, but I hate to give it that word because it kind of gives it a lot of power over us. And the reality of it is, of course, there's levels of trauma, right? So don't get me wrong. If you are struggling with something currently, I am not diminishing your emotions or worries. I instead want to give people that have experienced trauma that are ready to move through it a beacon of hope, you know, because for me, I had never met anyone else in my life that lived through stuff like this, you know, like not even lived through this, but like actually, I mean, not living through like what I lived through in my childhood, of course I have, but I mean, lived through this type of healing, right? Like actually started to unpack these schools of thought and really look at themselves on, it's almost like you're like this like naked little mole rat, you know, like that's the way I imagine these emotions at time. It's like that childhood part of our brain, right? So again, these are all tips that I've gotten from my coach, but being able to talk to that side of our brain in a nurturing and compassionate way and again, feeding when we're not when we're not in, you know, trouble or we don't need to fight or flight and seeing like, oh, OK, this is just an irrational emotion right now, then we can get out of it so much faster. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I know this is a little bit longer than we normally do, but I just appreciate you all hanging on with me till the end. And also, I just want to remind you, if you're interested in connecting with me one-on-one, again, this is not a sales call. This is more of a way for you and I to communicate about what you may be looking for in the new year or what types of topics you're looking for or just how you feel about the podcast and some of these conversations that we've been having i feel like i haven't opened up this uh call opportunity in a while to you guys like verbally through our podcast so i just wanted to offer that again and make sure that you know you guys know how much i appreciate you and really want to connect with you and of course if you have interest in the community eventually I would love to have you all a part of that as well. It's literally going to be so awesome. We'll have guest speakers. We'll talk about things like this on more intimate levels. And it's just going to be super solid for the people that are on this journey, right? Because we're not on this alone. So many people are doing this, but a lot of us feel so isolated at times. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.